Hey, so I'm so excited. I want to share with you about one of our new sponsors, Starglow Media. They have this amazing show for all of you with younger kids called Mysteries About True Histories. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers and on adventures through time packed with puzzles and hidden equations, histories, and laughs. You all know Alana, our co-founder at Sproutable. She listened to the show with her seven-year-old and loved it. They would pause the show and try to figure out the math problems together, loved learning about different cultures and the histories around the world. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and so much more. Math is geared Math is what they call it. Math is geared towards kids six and over, but can be enjoyed by the entire family. Episodes drop every Thursday, and they're about 15 minutes, perfect length for the car rides, mealtime, break time, bedtime. Each episode is stacked with so much laughter, and your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories math with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast, Episode 22. podcast listeners welcome back to the show so glad that you're tuning back in that you're finding value here at least some entertainment um as i record this very moment it is december 10th it's december 10th people why do i not really feel like i should be doing anything in preparation for the holidays i don't know i've just kind of blocked everything out and I'm acting like I've got weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ahead of me to do things like buy stuff, make stuff, send stuff in the mail, uh, address things. I did actually order my Christmas card set yesterday. So Yay, me for that. But yeah, I'm just kind of in denial. And this is how it happens every year. And every year I think, I'm going to be more on top of it. I'm going to start earlier. And by starting, I don't mean like crazy consumerism, Black Friday, looking for deals, buying a bunch of crap. I just mean like preparing myself, being thoughtful, planning. Um, Every year, every year I give myself a pep talk about what the following year is going to look like. And guess what? The following year rolls around and it's all of the same. All of the same. So I got really excited last week when one of the Facebook groups I'm in full of really fabulous parent educators, many of whom have been on this show, interviewed by yours truly, I saw that um, one of the participants in a group that I'm in had a ebook that was going live around the chaos of the Christmas season. And I know that not everybody celebrates Christmas and there's lots of different ways to celebrate Christmas. But, you know, basically this is a guide for regardless of what the holiday is that you celebrate during this time of year, it is this useful resource 
for how to shift your mindset around this time of the year because regardless of what you're celebrating, you are seeing family members, you have expectations, you're probably eating lots more sweets. Um, the kids, you know, there's a, a elevated level of excitement and anticipation for the kids, for the parents, for everybody. And a lot of times it just leads to craziness, craziness in the mind, right? Maybe it's just my mind, but I'm pretty sure that if this lady has written a book about it, it's not just my mind that feels like this. So I said, of course, like I say, whenever I am inspired by people, I say, hey, do you want to be on the podcast? And she said, yes. So I am super excited that Amanda Reuter is um, going to be interviewed with me today. This That's who you're going to listen to today. And her blog is called dirtandboogers.com, which who doesn't want to read a blog called dirtandboogers.com? Well, maybe if you don't have kids or you've chosen not to have kids, you think that's gross. But if you've had kids, if you have kids, you know dirt and boogers are a part of the deal. So Amanda, Amanda is was a mental health counselor and she worked with children and mothers in both individual and group counseling environments. And then she became a stay-at-home mom with her two young boys. So she has her bachelor's degree in child development and family studies, master's in counseling, where she has specialized in play therapy. Sounds like the best kind of therapy. Um, so she left her job in 2010 when she had her oldest son and her husband's in the military. And we talked a little bit about that. And man, uh, my heart goes out to all of you military families out there because life is stressful enough but when you're not sure how long you're going to be in a particular place or you're missing your spouse for like months and months and months at a time you know that's a whole extra layer um that's a whole extra layer right now my husband is out doing storm work locally and we'll see him in a couple days nothing compared to husbands and wives um, leaving town to go and be in places that are unstable or unsafe. So just shout out to military families and all that you endure for our country. I am grateful. And now how about we how about we take a listen and meet Amanda? Hey there Amanda. I'm so excited to talk to you today. You know, it's funny because I think I'm in denial. <laughs> I think I'm in denial that we're in the holiday season. I have done no shopping. I just ordered my Christmas cards on Vistaprint this morning with the idea that I'm going to get it all just finished magically. But yeah, so we're in the throes. Most people are in the throes of the holiday craze who are paying attention. Um, tell the listeners a bit about your family and your ebook because that is what I'm really excited to talk to you about. You have this fabulous ebook, and what inspired you to write it? Um, okay, so yeah, so I'm writing an ebook. I've written an ebook, excuse me, about the holidays and stress. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of my blog is about uh, parental anger and frustration. And I know that the most stressful time of year is during the holidays. And that's the time when 
um, most moms kind of lose their stuff, you know, and they, they, yeah. they lose control and they find themselves yelling and frustrated and angry. And then they get frustrated that they're making the holidays worse in their mind, you know, mm-hmm. um, because they know. can't, you know, they can't stay calm because of all this, you know, all the stress that's happening. And, um, I've been on, um, a stop yelling kick for a couple of years now with my own family. Um, I have a five-year-old and an almost three-year-old, um, two little boys and, um, my husband's in the military. So we move frequently. I think my five-year-old has lived in like five or six different houses. Like we've been moving just on the go. And so we live a kind of a stressful life. And so I'm finding myself that when life gets stressful, I just, um, I lose it with my kids. So I've taken the vet challenge to stop yelling and I've challenged my readers to stop yelling. And, um, this ebook is just, you know, another piece of that and really focusing on this type of year and how to stop yelling at your kids and how to really have a calm, happy holiday that we all want. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and I, that makes sense. Like even as you were talking about, you know, that stressful life and for you, it's moving around. I can imagine too, when your husband gets deployed, that adds a whole yeah. nother layer. <laughs> I have a husband who does storm work on power lines. And I know when he's gone, there's this just this little layer of stress. And even as I talk about it, like I feel this kind of clench, Uh like a closing off. Yes. And I know and I speak into this with parents, too, when we're there in that physical space, Mm -hmm. we really don't have a lot of tools available to us when our kids show up challenging. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, like I grew up in a yelling household. My family Mm -hmm. is a house of yellers. Um, and it's kind of like a generational thing. And so whenever I get really stressed out, I go back to what I know and what I was raised with and Mm -hmm. all that stuff that I've learned throughout the years, um, gets pushed in the back because what matter or what I remember is what happened to me. And that's what I do to my kids. And that's Mm -hmm. not, you know, it's not what I want to do. It's not how the parent I want to be. Yeah, so. and it's not that helpful. No. <laughs> so I remind myself, like, mm, yeah. I might be lecturing right now, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be ineffective in the long term. But yeah, yeah. So, and then there's this holiday layer, right, that shows up, and um, I think everyone that's listening can relate to having these expectations about this joyful time of the year, and we just finished Thanksgiving, and it's. A time of gratitude and it's about giving and not receiving and then you know we get so crazy and negative around how it actually turns out right right and it's when I started writing the book I had a hard time zoning in on what exactly it was that made this holiday stressful mm-hmm. because there's so many different things there's expectations mm-hmm. from our family members expectations from ourselves that we're going to make this holiday awesome. Mm -hmm. There's financial issues because it's Mm -hmm. expensive. Um, There's, you know, just dealing with our extended family and trying to make sure that we're doing everything we need to do for them. There's travel for some people who have to, you know, go see their family. You know, there's a lot of different stuff that make this one month just like crazy. Um, So I try to focus on each one of those, you know, in the book, but I'm sure there's something I left out because well, it's just stressful. You I, know? Don't, I don't think there's much you left out because okay. I was reading down that list. I was like, oh, yeah. It was almost like, oh, right. Yeah. I should be way more stressed out than I am right now. I forgot <laughs> all about those things. Oh, well, I hope it doesn't make you more stressful. <laughs> no, no, no. 
okay. No, because as I kept reading, your offers for solutions were so helpful. Oh, good. I mean, it's just, it's such a great offer. Um, so, but the funny thing to me is always, and, and something that when I'm working with parents, and it, it's the holidays, or it's after school, or it's morning routine, like we have these expect, you know, it's that. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. You're walking down a street and you see a hole and you fall into it. And then you're walking down the street and you see a hole and you fall into it. Like how long do we have to wait before we actually take precautions and walk around the hole? Like same thing with the holidays, right? We know what they feel like. We know what the stresses are going to be. And yet we still, we continuously roll into it and we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it feels like this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. Why are we always like, so surprised and disappointed every year? 
know. Maybe it's because we have a year off, and it's kind of like childbirth. Like, you forget how terrible it is, you know, until it rolls around again. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, I think that's probably it. We remember the good. We forget about, like, oh, right. I and forgot so about kids. this. I mean, and that's what I have to remind myself when it comes to the holidays is that I, my children are going to remember more than likely the, the good stuff, the magic, the yeah. fun, the excitement. They're not going to remember that I burnt the cookies or that, you know, Great Aunt Jean was screaming. I mean, they may remember that, but was drunk at the holiday party. Or they, you know, they may not remember all the bad stuff. They're more likely to remember the good stuff, just like we do. Yeah. As you were doing research for your book, what do you, what did you, and, and through your blog and the conversations you have with parents, what do you think are the biggest triggers that show up during the holidays? Right. I mean, I did a survey of my readers as well as um, I've got a stealth yelling group and I asked them as well, um, kind of what stressed them out. The biggest things were financially being able to give their children and buy the, all the gifts that they wanted. Um, and so they felt that financial pull. Um, extended family was a big one. And surprisingly, I don't know why I was surprised by this, but grief, like mm. a lot of them have lost loved ones along the way and it really bubbles up around the holidays. Um, so I tried to address that a little bit in the book as well. Um, but grief was a really big one as well. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense, right? We don't always it's, think about it if it's not part of our reality. Right. It totally when it, when I started reading it, I was like, "Oh, that makes a lot of sense." But I just never it's been a long time since I've lost someone, so um I just have forgotten how impactful that was, but Yeah. Yeah, that's really big. But a lot of it was just that expectations that they can't provide or they can't give what they would like to give for their children. So mm-hmm. And then, you know, when I I do, I was telling you before we started recording, I do a holiday workshop kind of Mm -hmm. thing, a workshop around the holidays that's all about kind of like helping to manage the moment to moment stress around the parenting piece because, Mm -hmm. you know, your book talks about, you know, kind of those overarching stressors that are affecting parents and then we show up in front of our kids and we have that certain level, that certain energy around, uh, like if my, if one of my children tells me what they want again, right? I'm like uh-huh. so quick. I'm like, let's talk about gratitude. Yeah. Let's talk like, you know, and, uh-huh. and then they, you know, we say that and yet the, our culture is so consumed and I know you're way up in Alaska and in my mind, you're like <laughs> in the bush, but I'm sure I you actually like live in a town. I do. Mm-hmm. But there, I mean, it's like so consumer driven. It's such a consumer driven time of year. And then as parents, it's like, how how could you, how can you keep asking or look at this list of things you want? You know, how could you, how could you when every message that kids are receiving right now is around like, what do you want for Christmas? What do you ask for? Here's the cool toy. Here's the latest, you know, electronic. Here's the newest pairs of shoes, you know, and so when I talk to parents um, and we talk, especially with the youngest kids, or we go to like these family gatherings and you talk about this in your book, which I think is really awesome. The scheduling that you do when you go and visit family, yes. brilliant. Oh. But even being in those like family gatherings and that heightened sense of we want our kids to show up well, right? We want them yeah. to quote behave you know, and being proactive with them, talking about, you know, at grandma's house, you know, what are the expectations at grandma's house? What might it look like at the table? What's the minimum amount of time I want you to sit at the table? How will you know when it's okay to get up? Let's come up with a silent signal. 
right? So having those kinds of proactive conversations with our kids before we get to the party even can right. be helpful. It can certainly be helpful um, because less than we want our children to just go crazy around the holidays, you know? So we have to teach, especially around our family, we don't want to be that person with, you know, the crazy kids because everybody, most families that I know of have, you know, oh, that's that family, that part of the family and their kids are kind of nuts, you know, and you don't want to be that part of the family. You know what I mean? Right. And everyone who, yeah. And everyone who doesn't actually have kids has a really skewed idea around what's actually developmentally appropriate. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's really stressful. It is terribly stressful for parents because you don't want your family to dislike your children or, you know, not understand them. Well, and don't you think we do enough self-judgment? Like the last thing we need is the people around us to be judging us as well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And honestly, I don't know about you, but like when it comes to parenting, I am my own worst critic. So my children can be acting beautifully and other people can be thinking they're great. But if they do one little thing, I'm on them, you know, Mm -hmm. like crazy because to me, they're doing this terrible, horrible thing. And everybody's like, no, it's great. It's fine. But I'm so hypersensitive to their behaviors. Right. Um, Especially around family. Yeah. So I feel this underlying level of um, stress or hypervigilance that I'm always like watching my children. Mm -hmm. Um, And and then, I don't know, it feels like that's just how the holidays are. It's just like this underlying level of of Mm -hmm. stress and hypervigilance with your kids, with your family, with your spouse, with, you know, everybody. It's like, I'm always anxious. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Right. And I, I know that it's often a time, too, when we forget that we actually have tools that are more effective than a stern voice and a pointy finger, right? Like right. connecting yeah. with them. Wow, that is a really that is some yummy candy in that bowl. And we can have three pieces after dinner. Right. 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 Or are you going to sit on a pillow on that chair or do you want to sit up on your knees so that you can reach your dinner? Right. Right. So using those tools, I mean, that's what I noticed, too, is just that stress, that energy, that self-judgment, and I'm totally relating to what you're saying, kind of trumps the fact that I know I have some skills. And if I can just pause and recognize that I'm in the stress and take some deep breaths and drop my shoulders, find my calm body, then it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I know how to do this. I know how to do this. It's almost like you're like, I need this to stop right now. And like you get into this crisis mode of like, my child has to stop doing this right now. Like, how do I get him to stop? And so you make, you know, impulsive decisions instead of actually thinking through and using those skills that you have. Yeah. Yeah. So calm down, everybody. Relax. Calm down. Yeah. (laughs) I've got a whole handout on how to calm down. (laughs) Awesome. Yes, I know. That's what I was just going to say. Your ebook, it's full of super helpful and relevant tips and ideas. And you've got some PDFs that parents can click and, and enjoy. Um, what is your, what are the parts that you lean into the most in your own holiday experience? What are you finding yourself using <laughs> the most? Trying, I'm trying really hard to, um, well, I, this holiday is kind of different for us because we're not traveling mm-hmm. and it's the first time, um, yeah, since my children have been born that we haven't gone back home to see family. Um, mainly cause we live in Alaska and it's hard to get back. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and, and we just got here. So um, we don't want to pack up and leave right now. And it's for me, it's trying to understand that I'm grieving a little bit myself because I'm not able to kind of have the holiday that I want to have. 
and recognizing that because I think just recognizing where my emotions are coming from is really important. Um, but I'm also trying to just make it simple and trying to understand that this is my children's holiday as mm -hmm. much as it's for me, it's, it's for them really. And that who cares if my three-year-old wants to hang, you know, five ornaments on one branch, it doesn't matter. You know, that doesn't matter. It, it may matter to me, but I'm trying to make sure it doesn't matter, you know? Yes, anyway, I totally so. know. I am yeah. type A, and it really bothered me that we couldn't have ornaments that were, like, two feet or lower on my tree for a while when I had a toddler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You people out there listening with toddlers, just know it's not going to be like that every year. Take the ornaments down. Quit complaining that their kids keep moving or breaking ornaments. Yeah. Developmentally, if you're going to dangle something that's shiny and sparkly in their reach, they're going to grab for it. And it's okay. I mean, yeah. you're you're putting them in that situation. And so I think that that is important too, for especially for listeners with the, the youngest kids. Right. You know, you shouldn't expect them to sit at the table for the hour and a half long, you know, holiday meal with the family. You shouldn't expect right. them to not want to mess with the ornaments. Like it's just... Everything in their body is like, go explore, play. Right. Um, yeah. And it gets better over time. And it gets like, better. My five-year-old was awesome, and he loved hanging ornaments, and he's very respectful with them. And I can trust that he's going to sit at the table, maybe not for an hour and a half, but he can certainly sit there for a little bit. And, you know, it gets better over time. It um, does. It was only a few years ago that, or maybe like last year, that we were actually able to put Christmas presents under the tree. I have a 10-year-old. <laughs> and because he, it was so difficult for him to wait, to have those gifts there. And every day it was, can I just open one? I mean, he could, and then he would fall apart big time. And he could yeah. not manage it. And so, you know what? We just didn't put presents out. Yeah, and it's you know? actually nicer for him to do. I mean, it's nicer that you did that for him. He doesn't yeah. have to have the emotional stress of seeing that and not being able to open it. I mean, that's yeah. hard for kids. So, yeah. yeah, and I love that you, um, in your book, you talk about like parents identifying with their why for the season. Like, what's the most yeah. important thing to you yeah. this season? And then when opportunities come up or requests show up, parents can then put that request up against what's the most important thing for me this season and make a decision that's going to forward them towards. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? 
My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. That really intentional experience that they want to have with their family. I love that. Thank you. I think that's my favorite part of the book as well. I think it's my favorite part too. You're so busy trying to live up to everybody's expectations that you forget your focus. You forget the reason for the season, I guess, you know, and we all have different things. I mean, for me this year, it's all about my family. And I think that's true for a lot of people, but some people it's the religious aspect of Christmas Mm -hmm. and the holidays. Some people it's the charity and being able to give to, you know, people who don't have enough. And so when you're asked to do something, you know, like (laughs) bake cookies for a bake sale, I talk about baking a lot in there, but you 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 must be a super baker. I don't know. I don't just, I was in a baking mood and I kept writing it. <laughs> I kept on being like, I can't talk about cookies anymore. I got to move on to something. Um, <laughs> you know, but when you're asked to do that, you have to think about it. Like, does this impact what really matters? Mm-hmm. You know, it, going to this event or doing this thing, does this take away from my family time? Does this mm-hmm. prevent me from doing something that I, something else that I should be doing to make my yeah. holidays more joyful? Um, cause that's what it goes back to is you need to be focusing on the things that make us happy. Um, and so that we can be the happiest we can be for our children. You know, yeah. I think that I kind of believe in that top down approach of parenting. Like the parents have to be in a pretty good emotional place in order for them to get their children in good emotional place. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, it's like, we have to be the first step. So when you forget about the self care and you forget about, you know, making sure that you're living a life that you want to live then you can't provide that for your children. So that's why I did that that focus. You have to focus on what matters most and that that's what's going to bring you joy. Yeah, Not and I don't think that's top down. I think that's I think that's mindful. Mm-hmm. I think it's more like inside out, you know, how we are mm-hmm. as a human on the like our internal experience is going to affect mm-hmm. you know how we interact out in the world with our kids, mm-hmm. how we're going to respond rather than react. to the challenges that are going to show up because they are small, unskilled humans, Mm -hmm. right? So challenges are a given. Right. Yeah. I think I like that better too. I may switch my, the way I describe it. There you go. Inside out. Inside out. (laughs) So if parents are going to, if the listeners were going to focus on one thing to make this holiday more joyful, what would you suggest? Just one baby step. Um, oh, that's a tough one. I would say, honestly, finding the focus. Mm -hmm. That sounds silly, but like, that sounds big maybe, but it's finding that what matters most for you this holiday and, and zone in on that. And that should be your, your big thing. Um, 
I think that doing less is really important and being very intentional about what you're willing to do with your time and with your money. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that it's also really important to remember that, um, that your kids aren't going to remember all the mess ups. They're not going to remember all the mistakes or all the, you know, they're, they're going to remember family time and the magic and the joy and the songs and the, you know, the cookies. And they're going to remember all that really great stuff. So whenever something bad happens, or if you get frustrated by something, put it back in focus. Like that doesn't matter as much as the magic matters. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Like that was just one little hiccup and we can, you know, get past it. That's not one little thing. I'm sorry. That's like 18 things, but because <laughs> it's hard to just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think that's important. And, you know, that's having a focus, having an intention, something that informs us in our decision making. I think that can be really, it's a small thing that, you know, a small step that makes the biggest impact. Yes. And I think that's really powerful. So thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Is there anything else that you would like the listeners to know? Um, I didn't really speak much about your blog. So um, Amanda's blog is called dirtandboogers.com, which is such a brilliant name for a blog. I love it. (laughs) You won't forget it. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about your offers there because, you know, you kind of mentioned the no yelling group and um, yeah. Yeah. Tell us Um, a little bit about what you offer. Yeah. I've got a few things going on on the blog. Of course, it's a blog. So there's always new articles and posts coming out about um, motherhood and parenting. And I talk a lot about parental anger and yelling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a big stop yelling challenge, Facebook group. Um, right now we just, um, crossed like the 10,000 member mark. So it's wow. a really large group, but it's a super supportive place. We talk about, we talk about more than just yelling, you know, it's a parenting group. So we talk about parenting and, mm-hmm. but it's a place where you can come in, um, and just talk it out, come get advice. Um, it is our big policy is it's a non-judgmental place awesome. and the members of the group are great at keeping everybody else in check and letting me know whenever somebody is crossing a line, which I really appreciate. Um, but it's just, it's a really supportive, cool place to be. I like the group a lot. Awesome. Um, I also run a quarterly mama zinger management e-course. Mm-hmm. Um, it's four weeks long and it's, um, sent to you through email. There's no live components because, um, we're all busy and I can't expect you to be someplace when you have a thousand other things going on. So Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's all through email. You can read the lessons when you're ready, but we do have, um, a a group as well for just the members of that, um, course. Um, I've had a couple hundred people go through it already and it's, um, been really, been really fun and I've gotten a lot of good feedback from it um and I, it's been really helpful I like that course a lot Great. and then I do have my 50 calm down tips um printable that you can get for free anytime through my blog um this that you can post on your refrigerator as just like quick little t- things you can do to calm down when you're starting to feel yourself getting um getting worked up and agitated so um those are kind of my my big things that I provide so great. Thank yeah. you. Super helpful. Where else can people find you? Are you on Instagram? Are you on Pinterest? Um, I am. I'm on all those places. Instagram is kind of like my personal <laughs> place. I love it there. Um, but I don't talk a lot about, you know, parenting stuff there. It's just right. about my life and mm-hmm. um, stuff. But I am over at Facebook and I share a lot of parenting advice there. And I pin a, a ton of pins a day. 
Okay. <laughs> um, about mainly about parenting and, you know, random recipes and stuff too because it's Pinterest. So um, it's Pinterest, yeah. and you're a mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, There's mom. probably some crafts I'm guessing there yeah, too. Yeah, a few crafts. Um, yeah, all sorts of random bits. Cool. Yeah. Great. Well, I will have links to all of those goodies that you just mentioned in the show notes today for the listeners. So listeners, you can just head on over there and anything that showed up, um, you can click away and check out and especially the ebook. I'll definitely have a link to the ebook there in the show notes. Um, I was lucky enough to get to read it earlier this week and it didn't take very long. So and it is packed, packed, packed full of really, really helpful not only tips, but just some really beautiful shifts in um, in mindset just around how to be present in the holidays. So I would encourage everybody to check that out. Um, Amanda, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Yes, yes, it was great. And hopefully we'll have you on again in the future, maybe to Sounds talk good. about angry parents. I have a lot to say. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Amanda, have a great day. Okay, thanks. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Wasn't that so great? I'm so excited that I'm getting to know Amanda Reuter and her important work that she does with parents. I hope that you're walking away with some really fabulous tools for keeping calm this holiday season. I want to remind you again that the subscribeathon is on. So if you're listening to this podcast through the website, uh, head on over to iTunes and search for the Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast and hit subscribe. This will allow you to access the podcast through your smartphone, your iPad, whatever kind of device you use um, and have on hand regularly. And it means that the episodes will go straight there. You don't have to do anything. Um, They just arrive magically. And on Christmas Eve day, I'm going to be releasing a short little podcast um, just for subscribers with some directions on how to get in on the holiday giveaway. So I've got some really fun swag, including um, a coaching package and some e-courses, as well as some cute tees and trucker hats with the Joyful Courage logo on them. So check it out. Email me if you have any questions. Casey at joyfulcourage.com. If you haven't already, please head on over to Facebook and join the Live and Love with Joyful Courage Facebook group. There is great, great, great um, conversations happening there. It's a really supportive community, and uh, I want you there. So check it out. All right. Have a fantastic day. Thanks for spending a little bit of time with me. And uh, I look forward to being together next time. All right. Bye. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, Mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? 
And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.